The programs normally seen at this time will not be presented today so that we may bring you the following NBC special, the 56th annual Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. An anthology about the bad, the short-lived, and the forgotten shows and events in television history. This is It Was a Thing on TV. Before I change my mind! I give you Super Train! Oh, Episode 430, Submission 2455, the 1982 Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. The 1982 Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade aired on the NBC television network on Thanksgiving Day, November 25th, 1982. Well, we covered 1983, we covered 1984, we covered 1985, we covered 1986, and now we've covered 1987. So now it's finally time to find out what the heck happened in 1982. Are you so excited, guys? I want to see what's in store because I want to see what like the big toys were because in 1983 you had the Cabbage Patch Kids and I think the Care Bears came along in like 84, 85. I don't remember what the big thing was in 1982 unless they somehow had like a living, talking version of the Atari 2600. I got it. According to Pink News, the big toys were Stompers trucks, G.I. Joe figures, a BMX bike, a glow worm, and the Commodore 64. Oh, so we're going to get a life-size Commodore 64 at the parade? Cool. We have not seen this. We are watching this cold. There's this little kid awkwardly waving to the crowd while this clown is making funny faces. Like, If you look at it, the clown's like, am I ready yet? Uh, 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 do I... Uh, uh, now? Now? Oh, okay. yeah. We had a revelation last episode that Chico hates clowns. I totally get it now. Let's have a parade, everybody! It was creepy. Oh, the 56th annual Thanksgiving Day Parade. With your host, Brian Gumbel and Sarah Purcell. And who else do we got? These people are marching. Oh, Sammy Davis Jr., Andy Gibb, Oak Ridge Boys. Betty Thomas, Ed Moreno, the Fame Dancers, Paul Williams, Milton Burrell, Laura Brannigan, Keith Carradine, Ricky Schroeder, Denise Williams, Benji, Dream Girls, Foxfire, Justin the Amazing Connect called Dreamcoat, Waylon Flowers and Adam. <laughs> <laughs> Mike just marked out. And the Rockets. The Rockets. <laughs> Don't just pause because I'm marking out. The New York City Opera. Shelly Bruce. Peter Nero. Show of hands. Nickelodeon. Oh, yeah. Nickelodeon. I guess it's Pinwheel that's at the parade. Dean Butler. Joffrey Ballet. The National Dance Institute. Big Apple Circus. Muppets. Tina Yovers. Sesame Street. And is that it? I'm getting dizzy here. Oh, Santa Claus, of course. And this parade's brought to you by McDonald's. And Amna. 
I'm Anna. Oh, okay. That's how you pronounce it? Okay. And ideal toys. Fine toy making since 1903. Okay, so now let's go to Bryant. With the proud end flagged microphone. Well, good morning and happy Thanksgiving. We hope this holiday finds you and yours in the best of spirits. Very special kind of day, a day when we gather around friends and family, take thanks for the year gone by, and maybe even gather strength for the one ahead. This is a special holiday on its own, but it also ushers in the Christmas season, and we are awful glad you could join us this morning. Let's see, the turkey takes about, what, 25 minutes per pound? So you've got some time to spend. Sit back and relax. I can't tell you how happy I am to be here at Herald Square, because as you have already heard, this year's Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade has one of the greatest entertainment lineups ever. I could read you off the names again, but you heard them all. Debbie Allen, Andy Gibb, Milton Burrow, Sammy Davis Jr. That's just for the big kids, for the younger kids. Spider-Man, the Shirt Tales, Woody Woodpecker, the Flintstones. Am I leaving off a lot? Yes, I am. We started things off with a performance by Ohio's famed Centerville High School marching band and co-eds. And over the next three hours, we're going to fill up the time. NBC will bring you every exciting moment of this parade. In fact, I'll let you in on a secret. This is the only place where you can actually see it all. So stay right where you are. Get ready for a wonderful morning. Now, so you can have a complete look at the parade because I did promise you can see it all. I should tell you that I am at 34th and 35th bounded. I'm sitting right here at Herald Square on Broadway. This is where the parade will finish. But we also have a camera unit positioned uptown at the very point where it begins. And so it gives me great pleasure now to tell you that this morning, joining me, Sarah Purcell, who, of course, you all know and love as co-hostess of NBC's enormously successful Real People series. And uh, good morning, Sarah. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to you and to everybody at home, Bryant. Did you say tame? <laughs> when the first thing I saw after I got my eyes open this morning was a giant bull moose in a bathing suit. Yeah, I know, I know how that works, but I know also that you've been traveling all over the world with real people. Is it true that in a single day you worked in the northernmost state, Alaska, and also made your way to Hawaii by the time the day ended? Is that a true story? That is an absolute true story. We saw the sign saying also that it was the southernmost point in the United States. Yeah, you ought to, you ought to feel right at home then. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, how are things going? Are they right on schedule? They are right on the button, Bryant. These Macy's people really do an amazing job putting this whole thing together. You look at it up here, and it's like a whole fantasy army about to invade the middle of Manhattan. Look at this. And look, you see the turkey and the uh, the two pilgrim-looking people there. And, oh, it's Bullwinkle. Oh, it's Sammy Davis Jr. What's up, man? Oh, Sammy Davis Jr. is going to be performing a very special ditty. I won't spoil what he's going to be singing. I'm going to play it when we get to it. But let me just say, it's going to be amazing when uh, Sammy Davis Jr. is on the Big Apple float. But it's be Kermitty Ferg here. Oh, look, there's Big Bird. Big Bird on this big float. First pick already, we've got the Big Apple Circus coming up and Olive Oil and Hill Street Blues. Maybe we'll get like a five years early preview of Beverly Hills Bunts. Oh, I can only hope. And also, it should be noted that we're not going to cover the commercials because we noticed the last episode was a very long episode because we talked about the commercials, so... You're going to get, like, the play-by-play of the parade, and that's it. I didn't know how long it takes to make an olive oil balloon, but there you go. 
It's actually making its premiere here in 1982. Uh, there's Shirt Tales, or a Shirt Tale. And we have, uh, just, uh, see who Sarah's interviewing here, so let me, uh, unpause it. It's Kelly Green, and they're all getting ready to go, and I'm sitting next to Ricky Schroeder here, and I'm sure this is a pretty exciting day for him. You get to ride on a float today, huh? Yeah, I get to ride on, all right? It's, a, it's the princess float. Can you tell me when you, the first time was that you saw the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade? Well, the first time I remember, I was probably about four years old. I was about four, at Thanksgiving time. Uh-huh. And do you see anything today that looks familiar to you from that time? Oh, yeah. All the, all the girls. Uh-huh. All the girls dancing. I think that's what is impressing Ricky a great deal today. Well, you look adorable, Ricky, and I hope you have a good time on the float. And happy Thanksgiving to you. All right. Yeah, because remember, Silver Spoons would have been, what, its first season at this point? Yes, 1982. Oh, balloons, Andy Gibb and the Rockettes still to come. Hold on a second. We got a good one. We got Bryant with the Shirt Tails. It's Pammy is, from the Shirt yeah, Tails. Yeah, this is going to be good. And I swear to God to you guys, you're going to think that you are on something. One of the great things about covering the uh, Macy's... Just a minute. One of them... Just a minute. One of the great things about covering the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade live for three hours because you get to see live television at its best. That's why when Sarah's mic goes dead, we come up here and we try to talk to Pammy, who wanted to talk before, but you weren't allowed to talk before. Now I can ask you what I wanted to ask you before. What's with all the balloons? Hello, Mr. Bumble. The balloons are for a special surprise later. Oh, I see a surprise. By the way, have you seen Bogey? <laughs> Bogey's your orangutan. Yes, he was helping us blow up balloons and just seemed to disappear. He disappeared? Hey, up here, sweetheart. Hey, up here, sweethearts. Boy, have I got a bird's eye view of the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Bogey, get down here. We have to get on our phone. That's easier said than done, sweetheart. Whoa. Can we describe what's going on? It's Mr. Smith one year early. No, <laughs> seriously. It's an orangutan who apparently has a Humphrey Bogart type of voice, and he's floating over the New York City skyline with a whole handful of balloons. Now I wonder if the powers of NBC saw this and said, hey, we can get an orangutan and give him a voice. And he could have an IQ of like 256, and he could be like the smartest person in Washington, D.C. Pilot that right now and get me Leonard Fry. <laughs> He's just coming off Best of the West. He can do it. <laughs> Did you ever try driving balloons? Holiday greetings, ma'am. By the by, uh, do you know the way back to Macy's department store? Thanks, sweetheart. And here I should note he asked the Statue of Liberty where the parade was, and the Statue of Liberty was like, it's right over there. I take it back. That's not Mr. Smith. That's Bobo, clearly. <laughs> Here's looking at you, too, kid. Thank goodness you're back, Bogey. 
You, you know, you little furballs had better be getting on your float, I think. Right, kiddo. Here, hold these. Thank you, Bogey. I'll be glad to. Thanks, Mr. Gumble. Well, thank you, too. And there go the shirt tails. By the way, the shirt tail characters, as well as the animated film, were furnished by, supposed to float, by Hallmark cards. Sarah? Back to the balloons went into business for themselves. <laughs> I gotta figure out what year the uh, Shirt Tales cartoon premiered. Meanwhile, we have the Beaverton High School band out of Beaverton, Oregon. Oh, we got two members of the Hill Street Blues cast singing. But sadly, it's not um, Dennis Franz. I really wanted to hear Dennis Franz sing, guys. The answer to your question about the Shirt Tales cartoon, it did start in 1982. All right, they didn't say who that was, but it looks like Bruce White's, if you ask me. Band Strawberry Shortcake and the cast of Dreamgirls still to come. And I should add, since uh, we heard uh, Bogey the Orangutan, on the cartoon, do you know who voiced Bogey the Orangutan? I know this because I was a big fan back in the day. It was Fred Travelina. There you go. Oh, well, hold on a second. This is not going to be the last time we talk about Fred traveling at the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Wait about two years. Trust me. You'll figure that out. Okay, let's go to Sarah right here. Sometimes these days it seems that everyone is living in a world of dog-eat-dog competition. Everyone trying to prove they're better than the next person. Even in the fantasy world of Strawberry Land, where Strawberry Shortcake and her friends live. Such problems do exist there, only their things seem to have gotten all turned around. Just listen to these two arch-villains, Purple Pyman and Sour Grapes, as they sing a song from Strawberry's recent NBC special. The peculiar purple partners of Porcupine Pete. Oh, I'm much lower than you are. You can't get lower than I. In a low-down showdown, your laws I bow down. To me, your low is up high. For I'm despicably evil. No, I'm as bad as they come. Oh, I'm not pretty. <laughs> <laughs> we have... Hold on. Mike, yes, first kid. Off, that is the correct reaction. First off, Mike, I can see your reaction. You're like looking at the side, like, "What in the God's name is this?" But <laughs> let's just talk about how in 1858 in the video we see this kid who's crying, like, "Oh dear God, let this end, please." Even the kid wanted this. Stupid song end. He was all tapped out. Oh my gosh. Oh, I want to hear Brian's reaction to this. Strawberry Shortcake. I never knew being such a bad guy could be so much fun sometimes. You know, we try to uh, 
believe that there are some things better than a circus, but every time we go out and try to find something, we wind up coming back to the big top. There's nothing else that manages to quite match it. And uh, over in Europe, they have what they call a wandering circus. They put it all in a chapiteau. And we have the Big Apple Circus here at Lincoln Center. It puts together the best of New York and the best of the circus. Right now, it's at Lincoln Center. And exactly right now, they're at Herald Square. And we're going to see a moment from their show. Ladies and gentlemen, the ringmaster of the Big Apple Circus, Paul Binder. Oh, the Big Apple Circus, everybody. We got clowns and juggling and the whole works. This guy's juggling some bowling and a rubber chicken. He's juggling bowling pins and a rubber chicken, guys. And that clown, oh, that clown, he didn't catch the rubber chicken in the pot. That's a terrible job, clown. I think that was the clown from the opening that we saw. Oh, okay. Oh, they're juggling bowling pins in a hat. That's fantastic. Wait five years. Willard Scott's going to wear that hat. Oh, jeez. Hold on, guys. We got a special guest who wants to show up. Uh, Hey, Brian Gumbel. It's me, John Wayne. Happy Thanksgiving, pilgrims. Oh, who's Brian introducing here? He looks like Dream Girls. Oh, Dream Girls. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, because the Broadway play would have just started this time, right? And, of course, as we all know, in the future... Dreamgirls would be a successful movie with Jennifer Hudson and Eddie Murphy. And Beyonce. Let's not forget Queen Bay. I forgot Beyonce was in Dreamgirls. Oh, God. Well, let's be fair here. When was Dreamgirls? Like 2007-ish? That was like 2006, 2007. 2006. What the hell is this? It looks like a dragon. And a gecko. That's horrifying. Yeah, that's a dragon. Olive oil. I'm like, where's Popeye? We have olive oil, but no Popeye. Got a marching band from Clinton, Tennessee here. Yeah, that would be the Clinton High School Dragon Band. Which explains the dragon. All right. Oh, let's see who uh, Brian is with here. Looks like Debbie Allen and some guy. We welcome you back to the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Happy Thanksgiving. You know the people that have joined me on both sides of this. The streets of New York have been the setting for a lot of excitement over the years. This morning it's going to happen again. Later on, cast members of the sensational. Is that a good enough adjective? Sensational. Hot. Outstanding. Hot. Hot. Exciting. Emmy winning. Emmy award winning. Thrilling. Numero uno. Numero uno. Keep going. Fantastic. Well loved. Internationally famous fame, honey. Going our way to Europe and to London where they love us too. And we want all you people out there to watch us tonight. We're going to be on TV twice today, honey. We're going to dance for y'all. Give you a little dance, a little song. Just lay back. We are joined here, as you know, by Lydia and Leroy. Lydia is Debbie Allen, who we talked to a little bit earlier, who, as you can tell, is a shrinking violet. And Leroy is uh, is Gene Anthony Ray, who gained his fame in the movie, and everybody knows you, and you swung right into the role. Right. It's easy for you. Simple. Is, is Leroy Gene? They couldn't, no. A little bit of Leroy is Gene. Most of it Leroy is Gene. They couldn't find nobody else for the part. I mean, hey. 
like him. Who else dances like he catches fire? Certainly not the person you're sitting next to. Okay, I had to pause it here. Because at some point in the video, like, whatever is going on with the VCR, it pops up video calibration. So, somebody's VCR was being very funky. But anyway, yeah, that's Debbie Allen and Gene Anthony Ray, sadly no longer with us. We get this big time-lapse montage of all the floats at the parade. I'm guessing this was probably taken in the 81 parade. There's Bullwinkle. There's a dragon. And... Oh, guys! Look, everyone, it's Superman! Oh, Superman looks so happy. Man, guys, I don't think Superman knows what's going to happen next year. Don't tell him! Do not tell him! Mike, are you going to tell him what's going to happen next year? I'm afraid uh, of telling the cast of fame what's going to happen to them next year. Don't tell them either! Speaking of the cast of fame... Yeah, there they are, dancing. And everybody in 1982 is just loving it. Because everybody's got fame fever in 1982. You know what the price of fame is, right? What's the price of fame, Chico? Sweat. Oh, yeah. Sweat. Don't worry about it. And I guess I was showing my age earlier. I called that group thrilling. As Gene Anthony Ray said, they're hot. We'll come back. Lots more to come after this. From Broadway's Foxfire, Keith Carradine sings, Bullwinkle dons his bathing suit, and the Oak Ridge Boys say hello to Santa. So stay tuned. Ooh, the Oak Ridge Boys are going to say hello to Santa, guys. Are we back to the open? No, this is uh, hour two. Yeah, we're in the second hour. Okay, just they're showing all the names, and and there's the Centerville High School band, which led off the parade. I don't want to say I'm confused, but I'm a little confused. Oh, we got those two pilgrims. What's the sign here? Macy's presents GMC trucks, official vehicles, Suburbans, and S15. Oh, I'm glad we have an official vehicle of the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. And there, there's a bunch of people and a guy on stilts for some reason. I couldn't imagine walking a parade route wearing stilts the entire time. Keep Carradine's on the uh, turkey there. Singing. And playing a guitar. Yeah, playing a guitar. Oh, still to come. Sesame Street... Sammy Davis Jr., Denise Williams. Oh, look, guys. It's Spider-Man and his amazing friends. Yes, from previous entry, Spider-Man and his amazing friends. There's Iceman and Firestar there with him. And look, it's the cast of Sesame Street singing at the parade. There's the Count. There's uh, Barkley. There's Grover. There's Oscar the Grouch. There's Big Bird. The whole cast is there. Oh, yeah, the whole cast is there. I should note that this is one of the final appearances, if not the final appearance, of Will Lee as Mr. Hooper because he passed away no less than two weeks after the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade in 1982. I don't see Cookie Monster, though. No. I, 
Was Cookie Monster that big on Sesame Street in 82? I'm saying yes. Because I know we had... This is really going to date myself. We had an 8-track at home of Sesame Street songs. So again, that really dates not just the time, but what age I was in 1977, 78. And on the 8-track, it was Cookie Monster. I also remember a very old Cookie Monster film that they would redo over and over. Actually, it was Kermit and a kid singing the alphabet song. It was like, A, B, C, D, E, F, Cookie Monster. Yes! Oh, I remember that too. Yes! That used to kill me as a kid. I thought that was hilarious. I know, right? Hey, what the hell is up with this bear here at 4935? This bald-headed ass bear with his big ass ears. A lot of bees. Are we not going to mention the bees? Not the bees! Ah! Oh, they're in my eyes! My eyes! Ah! Oh, yeah, the Oak Ridge Boys. They sure get around at the Thanksgiving Day Parade, huh? Because we just saw them in the 87 Parade. Oh, we got another happy Thanksgiving. Thanks a lot. I believe this is Chico Denise Williams singing right here. Yes, the song she's singing, according to the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade fandom page, is called I Believe in Miracles. Time out. There's a fandom page for the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, and we're only finding out about this just now. I'm surprised you guys didn't know about this. Well, I'm not in tune to what's going on at fandom than you, so... Oh, uh, hold on. We have a band here, and I know this because they got their uh, little uh, sign yep. out. Their the band. Chrys- the Chrysler High School Trojan Marching Band out of Newcastle, Indiana. Now, you see, I thought your takeaway wasn't going to be about the fandom. I thought it was going to be about the song I Believe in Miracles. I was expecting you to say, I didn't know that song, I Believe in Miracles, was was from 1982. Wait, was she actually singing to I Believe in Miracles? You, sexy- you mean the You Sexy Thing song? No, yeah. she wasn't. No. I don't oh, think saying anything about You Sexy Thing is appropriate at a Thanksgiving Day commercial. Oh, look. We got Stadler and Wardorf in like a... I don't know what car they're driving. It's, but that, it's the antique car. Okay, but that monster guy from the Muppets is like running out. You remember? Snookums. Stickums, that's his name? Yeah, Snookums. Snookums. Oh, uh, Snookums. And, and there's... Uh, who is that? That's the taxi driver. What the heck is his name? He looks familiar. I don't remember his name. Beauregard? Yes, that's Beauregard. Oh, by the way, the two people from uh, earlier who were singing from Hill Street Blues, Betty Thomas and Ed Marinero. Oh, good. Ed Marinero from, uh, I think he was on Blue Mountain State, wasn't he? Wasn't he the coach on Blue Mountain State? I think he was with uh, Alan Richardson. Yeah. Yeah, I think he was. Hi, oh, Kermit the Frog here. Oh, still to come, Paul Williams and Andy Gibb. Yeah, you see, they've got all these Muppets, and they don't have the best Muppet there. Don't tell me 
I'm the only person who loves New Zealand. Wait, New Zealand? You don't know who New Zealand is? No, I, I know who I know who New Zealand is. He He's is a the boomerang one that, fish. Yes, he's the one that uh, throws the fish like a boomerang. Oh, okay. yeah, I, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, I, I love know. New Zealand. Oh, Shelly Bruce is on the uh, the, the doodlebug. The doodlebug. Okay, it's Pac-Man and Miss Pac-Man, and dear God, they're drawn horribly. What's going on with Miss Pac-Man's eyes? Same thing that's going on with Pac-Man's eyes, apparently. You don't look like Marty Ingalls to me. Give him a few years, Namco will properly, either Namco or Hanna-Barbera will properly draw Pac-Man in all three dimensions. Oh no, there's no in a few years. The Pac-Man cartoon was around in 1982. And actually, and I'm not putting this on the list officially, I just saw somewhere about the 1982 Pac-Man, I don't know if it's an episode or if it's Christmas special, but there is a Pac-Man Christmas episode or special. Christmas comes to Pac-Land. Yeah, I've seen it before. Just throwing it out there. Guys, this band right here. (laughs) Who's going to say it? I'll say it because I'm the immature one. So this is the, oh my gosh. I feel bad for whoever named this. If this is the name of the school or the name of a person, it's the Kickapoo. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm I, I'm the one who's falling on the sword right now. It's the Kickapoo High School Band from Springfield, Missouri. And yes, I am looking up right now. The I, I've already High looked school. it up. Oh, I've... no. What's the results? The Kickapoo people are a uh, federally recognized tribe in the Kansas, Missouri area. Oh, geez. Now I look like an asshole. Apologies to anybody I offended by making fun of the, the Kickapoo tribe. Well, let's be honest, Mike. I live in Long Island by a tribe called Shinnecock. All I got is the Lumbee tribe, and they live in uh, just south of here. Well, hey. You can claim Tatanka as one of your heroes because he's from the Lumpy tribe. So apologies to anybody associated with the Kickapoo tribe or the Shinnecock tribe or or any other tribe that has a very weird sounding name. Oh, it's Barney. Hey, Fred, look at me. I'm on TV. <laughs> and there's Fred. Yeah, Bon, I can see you right beside me, idiot. What the hell am I seeing right here? Heidi. Oh, Heidi. Oh, Oh. no. Uh, This is the Heidi song float, it looks like. 55 years ago this week, a perfectly good game of football was ruined by NBC's broadcast of Heidi. And 55 years later, we wish that it would interrupt the Jets-Raiders <laughs> game on NBC. Now, time out, guys. Before the show, I shared with you guys a tweet that I found after the Jets-Raiders game last week. Do you want to read the tweet I sent? 
I don't want to read any tweets anymore. Chico, just I know after what's happened with Twitter in the last week, it's deservingly going to hell. But before it goes to hell, we have to share this one tweet with the world. Robert Sala looks like the kind of guy who walks into a gay bar and says, whoa, this is an Applebee's, but then hangs out for two hours. And it's true. Robert Sala's the type of stupid idiot that would do that. Because he's the dumbest human being who's ever lived. By the way, Heidi Song is a 1982 film animated by Hanna-Barbera Productions and released by Paramount. All terrific. Hey, can I bring it back to Kickapoo High School for one second? Sure. You're not going to believe who's an alumnus of Kickapoo High School. Who's that? Brad Pitt. Oh, that's terrific. Okay, still to come. Benji, Mickey Mouse, and a show of hands. Oh my god! It's Benji, guys! Benji, Mike! Please, that's just Dollar Store. Here's Boomer. (laughs) And we see this crappy-ass Mickey Mouse, because remember, this is pre-Eisner buying Disney, so this is probably like the same-ass Mickey Mouse one they've had since, like, the 60s. They need to clean that mess up. And on the riverboat float from York Peppermint Patty, a show of hands. Oh, show of hands, everybody. Are they doing sign language? Yeah, that's their thing. That's why it's a show of hands. They're signing. Oh, I get it. How nice. Hey, look, McDonald's. They have the, uh, I guess this is the high school American band. Oh, they're Snoopy. And I think he sort of falls in the Mickey Mouse category where... He hasn't been updated since probably the 60s. Yeah. Definitely does not look like a later 80s or 1990s Snoopy. Then we have Strawberry Shortcake. They're performing Kid's Best Friend. And now look at that. We had the crying kid earlier. Now this kid right here. The thoroughly uninterested kid. She does not give a flying... F about this. Is it not interested or just utterly confused? How about both? No, wait. How can a little girl in 1982 not be interested in Strawberry Shortcake? My sister was all over Strawberry Shortcake in like 1982. She would have been all three years old, so she would have eaten the heck out of that. All right. Now we have the Wilkes Central marching band. They're from Wilkesboro, North Carolina. How far is that from the Speedway? Hmm. A few blocks, I think. Let me look it up. Okay, while well, you're doing that, still to come, Paul Williams, Sammy Davis Jr., and Superman. Oh, there's Paul Williams on the lobster thing. Singing. I guess he's looking up to olive oil, I guess. Well, let's be realistic. He looks up to everybody. Yeah. Because he's short. Yeah, I get it. 
maybe some of our listeners don't know who Paul Williams is. Okay, Chico, did you get that information about the uh, how far it is from the Speedway? According to Google, it is 15 minutes on 421. Okay. Don't bury the lead. One away from 420. No, that's the name of the road. US 421. I get it, but one away from 420. Blaze it. Thank you. Oh, look, it's Felix the Cat. Was he really relevant in 1982? It's Felix the Cat. He will never not be relevant. He's only relevant nowadays in the form of those clocks where the eyes go back and forth. Exactly. But that's the only thing he's relevant for in 2023. What are these girls tap dancing on? On the sign for, you remember it said Clinton, Tennessee? Oh. Those are the letters from the the sign that they held up. Okay. Still to come, Cinderella, Nickelodeon, and the Magic Flute. Now, I really wonder if Nickelodeon is going to be pinwheel because was that really a big thing in 1982? Yeah, it was. No, but the thing is, it didn't have that good of a coverage in 1982. I get that it aired like eight hours a day, but, you know, I'm sure it wasn't like massively popular. Oh, Andy Gibb. What is Andy Gibb singing, Chico? He is singing Any Dream Can Do from Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. Oh, that's fantastic. He's on the pirate ship. Oh, the pirate ship. Arr, Andy Gibb is on the pirate ship. Oh, Big Apple Circus guys with Bryant. Next is the Fort Walton Beach Viking Band from Fort Walton Beach, Florida. The pride of the Miracle Strip. Time out. It's I thought you said the Fort Walton Beach Viking Band. I'm like, what? The Fort Walton Beach Viking Band. I was afraid Greg was going to question what the Pride of the Miracle Strip means. I like the Fort Walton Viking Band better. Oh, hold on a second. We have bored people. Now we got this bored-ass family looking at one of the windows like, I've seen better. The kid on the left is very judgmental. Well, the one who has his fist on his chin? Yeah, like this. Like, Okay, we've seen crying kid, thoroughly uninterested kid, and now we're seeing judgmental kid. <laughs> give me more shirt tails! No, give me more Smurfs, son! Yeah, oh, baby. the Smurfs were huge in 1982. Yeah. Oh, that's... Forgot about that. Would they have just started in 82? 81, I believe. Okay. But they would have been huge in 82. Guess who's on the Big Apple, y'all? Oh, it's Sammy Davis. Now, hold on a second. Now, this will probably get it edited out of the YouTube version. But you know what? This is so awesome. We have to play it. All and has been doing it for a number of years. Sammy Davis Jr., a sample of his magic now. A song that was a hit. About to serve up little candy. The Candy Man. Candy man, the candy man, oh the candy man can 
mixes it with love and makes the world taste good. Almost makes you forget that that float is sponsored by the Daily News, those bastards. Is there anything more classic than Sammy Davis Jr. singing The Candyman? Sammy Davis Jr. singing The Candyman on the Big Apple. But guys, guess who's back? Hey everybody, it's me, Superman! I'm so happy to be here! Oh man. I don't think I'll ever stop being happy ever at the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Hey, everybody. 1983 is going to be my year. Nobody tell him. (laughs) And nobody tell him that in four years he's going to lose an arm. Oh, Mike. It's Waylon Frowers and Madam. I just want to break into song and sing the Madam's Place theme right now. Go Who's ahead. stopping you? Go <laughs> ahead, Mike. Do it. If I had the lyrics with me, I would. <laughs> and here at Madam's Place, I forget the rest of it. Who cares? You don't want to hear me sing. Go back to what was it? It was like episode like 360 or something. I'm on the case. I'll find it because I brought up that stupid TV show. Guys, it's Jake with the guys from Pinwheel. Oh, it really is the Pinwheel stuff. On the circus wagon. And is that Fred Newman? I think so. I didn't realize, like, how big Pinwheel was, because that was, like, before my time. Like I said, Nickelodeon, I didn't think, had that great a coverage Wait, hold on a second. Is that the girl from You Can't Do That on Television? Yeah, that's Christine Moose McGlade. And I'm sorry, maybe it's just me, but the character in green, <laughs> he looks like Leonard Fry if he ate too much broccoli. Oh, my God! Bro. Oh, dude, hold on a second. Time out. 
Spoiler without context. Image of Leonard Fry. Image of Brock. <laughs> You're welcome. There's, there's your Wednesday. By the way, Jake played by George James. Fred Newman, who is hosting something. And, of course, Christine McGlade. And Mr. Green and the Green Puppet we're talking about is Ebenezer T. Squint. What? Awesome. Ebenezer- <laughs> I'm sorry. Also known as Leonard Fry after eating too much broccoli. I'm sorry. I really. I'm going. I go. Oh wait, who's coming out of the bill of a? Clock? Oh, you don't want. You don't want to know, guys. You don't want to know who's coming out of there. You don't want to know. Oh God. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's Milton Burl in Triangle. Really? Are the kids in 1982 going to get that? Sure. All the kids in 1982, they love Milton Burl. Right. <laughs> Ricky Schroeder's on the float. What the hell? What the hell? I watch is hold on. Is Milton Burl supposed to be Cinderella? Yes, this is the Cinderella float. Oh my god! And also, if you're looking for the Madam's Place episode in the archives, I said 360. I was off by six. 354. What the hell am I fucking at, guys? I wonder if this is the end result or the 1982 results of Milton Berle's 50-year contract with NBC. Well, he did have like a lot. I don't know if it's a lifetime contract, but a 50-year contract. And I don't remember him on NBC all that often, basically in my lifetime. So I'm wondering if that's some sort of NBC commitment for him to get paid. Yeah, we got the Hanover High School Band of Hanover, Pennsylvania. Turtle, turtle, turtle. Okay, what is this, Chico? I don't know. Um, that's a good question. Uh, jeez. Oh, this is the New York City Opera. Oh, the New York City Opera. Okay, that makes sense. What the hell is that? What the hell is that? They're performing a number from the Magic Flute, I believe. Oh, okay. Oh, that explains it. Okay, that makes sense. What is that? The three wise men? It looks more like the four wise men next to that float. Hey, Chico. Cover your eyes for a moment. There's clowns. But there's no need to fear. Underdog is here. He would have been in reruns around 1982. Yeah. This, like, little baby... Is like, whatever. We're getting the gamut of emotions from all the kids. Disinterested, scared, apathetic. What the hell are these three mice-looking things? I think they're characters from Lemmings, to be honest. I know Lemmings didn't come out to like, 91. Oh, and speaking of that, guys, look what I picked up from the store today. For the SNES. Uh, Lemmings from Sunsoft. Wait, hold on. What is Underdog doing right here? He's going to... Is he looking at that baby who looked at him funny? You don't want to make Underdog mad. You don't want to make Underdog mad. You're not going to like Underdog when he's mad. You saw what I did to Simon Bar Sinister. I'll do that to you, you little punk. (laughs) You know, Mike, I appreciate that you... 
underdog doing a wrestling promo to a little kid. Well, no, Simon Bar Sinister was his enemy on Underdog. I know that. I, I just cut a promo and I didn't know it. Yes. Oh, the shirt tails float. Finally. Let's get back to the crying kid. Oh, look, it's little Tina Yovers, everybody. Because remember, this is the first year of Family Ties. By the way, they're all singing, what does it mean to be so small? Oh. Because the shirt tails are small. The Morris Brown College Band out of Atlanta, Georgia. Oh, they're bringing the funk. They're getting all the people that have been, like, so dissatisfied with the parade. They're making them get up. They're getting excited. I bet you everybody's now excited now. This is a drum line done proper. Oh, that's right. This is like 20 years before Nick Cannon would do it in a drum line movie. <laughs> He'd do a, something else with a drum line, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I need an adult. I need an adult. Oh, the Rockettes. We're almost there, everybody. We're almost to the end, folks. We got another, what, 28 minutes. Oh, it's Richie Rich and Casper. And I gotta be quite honest. That design looks absolutely awful. I have to wonder if Richie Rich died as a result of his massive wealth and ended up being Casper. Well, apparently not, because they're next to each other, so... Unless it's, like, some kind of Doctor Who thing where he meets, like, his future selves. Okay, I'll just get it off my chest. I hate Richie Rich. Well, Mike, you're gonna hate Richie Rich even more when we talk about Future Injury, the Richie Rich Netflix series. Oh, God! (laughs) I watched that piece of crap, and I'm like, what the f*** did I just watch? Let's be honest, the only good thing that came out of that was Jenna Ortega, and that was it. And next up, on the rocking horse, we have... uh... Laura Branigan, singing Gloria, which was the big song in 1982. And about 37 years later, the St. Louis Blues used that song to win a Stanley Cup. And if I'm not mistaken, Mike, I believe... There's an episode of Mobituaries with Mo Rocca about Laura Branigan. I think you're right. It wasn't an episode from this season, naturally. I don't know if it was last season or the season before. I believe it might be season one or season two. But it's a very good episode. Every episode of Mobituaries is a good episode. Joffrey Ballet and Woody Woodpecker coming up. Oh, we got some horses. Horse. 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 Everywhere a horse, horse. Okay, there's a red brownish tint to the uh, camera. What What am I seeing here? Oh, the Joffrey Ballet. Oh, it's the Joffrey Ballet. Okay. That explains it, because they're doing all ballet stuff. Oh, that sucks, because all the kids... We're excited by like the marching band from Georgia and the Rockets. Now they're back to being bored again. Well, here's another marching band. To answer your question, Greg, the Laura Brannigan episode was season two. 
okay. Season one actually covered Sammy Davis Jr. since we just saw him a couple minutes ago. Oh, that's great. Oh, the United States Military Academy at West Point. Salute to the troops. Be all that you can be in the army. All right, who's singing on this float now? The United States Coast Guard Academy Chorale singing Sleigh Ride. Really? Yes, really. Okay. And there's uh, Woody Woodpecker. He's like crowd surfing onto, the, onto all the people on the street. There's a lot of people. If you look and you pause the video here at 21108, there's like a lot of people here like on the street. They probably want to get like a good close-up of Woody Woodpecker right here. And for good reason. I mean, look at it. Oh, video calibration. Oh, Dean Butler. I didn't know he could sing. I've seen him like all the time on the new Gidget. Well, apparently he can. Pico just brought up the new Gidget. Oh, oh no! no. Yeah, oh no! What's, ha- what's happened to poor Woody Woodpecker? He saw the new Gidget too. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. Anyway, <laughs> his eyes are deflated in some way. Yeah. And, hey, look. It's Ricky Schroeder. Yeah. Brian's probably telling Ricky, can you believe this shit you're seeing right now with Woody Woodpecker? I swear that thing was standing up an hour ago. And now it's just hovering over everybody. Maybe I... Woody Woodpecker saying, oh, I have an idea of what happened after the parade. Superman went up to Woody Woodpecker and said, <laughs> you had a terrible day at the parade. And then Woody Woodpecker went up to him like that kid to Nathan Fiedler and said, I curse you. <laughs> Look, just watch the curse on Showtime, everybody. I'm sure you'll get it. Next is the East Senior High Red Raider Band out of Wabatosa, Wisconsin. That's a lot of red. Four children in the crowd. This kid right here. I don't think he's bored more than he is confused. Do I have to remind everybody that this is supposed to be a holiday treat for children everywhere? Holiday treat for children in 1982, my ass. No wonder they had to make this parade bigger. No wonder they had to get Leonard Fry and Mr. Smith next year and get America's ass and America's ass in the same float. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the man we came to see, the man of the hour, with all the power, the man with the bag, who's got the... The hags at the North Pole, his wife. (laughs) The one, the only, Santa Claus, you guys. Oh, 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 it's me, everybody. It's Santa Claus. I'm here at the parade. I know all you kids have been bored stiff for the last two and a half hours, but you know what? I'm here to make it all better. Oh, 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 oh. I hope you all got your strawberry shortcake and short tails toys ready for me for this Christmas. Oh, 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 oh. And Woody Woodpecker is thoroughly dead. Anyway. Oh, oh, he is so dead right now. That's probably why they had all those people around, because seriously, he's barely hovering over the ground. 
Oh, man. Everyone's so happy to see Santa Claus. He's got a bear with him. He gave that bear to a little kid. How sweet. Oh, no, guys. Oh, no. Not this kid, Santa. <laughs> I was like, I want a bear. You remember last episode, you said we should make a montage of Willard Scott wearing all the different hats? We need to make a montage of thoroughly unimpressed kids from the 1982 parade. We're running the whole gamut of emotions. <laughs> but this kid, he looks pretty happy. <laughs> He's definitely in the montage. He's definitely there. This kid at least has like kind of a sort of a smile there, but his eyes are like bugging out here. It's scary. Stop staring at Santa, man. No, don't do that, kid. Well, I guess we're all done here. Bill, can you close us out? Claus, right after this. Portions of the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade were brought to you by Ideal Toys, fine toy making since 1903. By Levi's Menswear, makers of Levi's Action Slacks. By AT&T, this Christmas be ingenious. Give genuine bell. It's at your bell phone center. And by your McDonald's restaurants. You deserve a break today. Hotel accommodations for some guests of this program were furnished by the Berkshire Place, a Dunphy Classic Hotel, in exchange for this announcement. For reservations at Dunphy Hotels in the U.S. and Europe, call 800-228-2121. That's 800-228-2121. This is an incredible scene, isn't it, Brian? you got to agree, the holiday season has definitely begun. Sarah, it's truly something. I can barely hear you. This is something you really can't match, I don't think, anywhere else in the world. I mean that. You know, Thanksgiving dinner is still to come. Sarah, thank you. It's been a lot of fun working with you. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to you, Brian, and to everybody watching. From our family here at NBC to all of you and all of yours, we said it at the top, we'll say it again. It's a day to gather around friends and family and give thanks for the year that's passed, gain support for the year ahead. Thanks very much for being with us these past three hours. Enjoy. Man, there's like technical problems all up the action right now. Hey guys, guess who's the stage manager for this parade, guys? The one, the only, Biff Henderson. You wanted to see the credit roll so you could see that credit, didn't you? Well, didn't we notice in a previous parade that Biff Henderson was a stage manager? Yeah, in 83. So not totally a surprise if you think about it. And also remember, this is the first year of Late Night with David Letterman, too. Okay, guys, I'm making a proclamation right here, right now, after seeing this. In future Thanksgivings, the first episode of the week, we will advance like we do every year, 1983, 84, 85, 86, 87. Next year will be 88. But I am saying, given the availability, if it's out there, we're going to do it. We're going to go back one year every year. 
So next year, we're going to cover 88 and 81. Aye. And I say that after watching this, the vibe of the 1982 parade was completely different than the vibe of the 1983 parade. This was sort of meh, but the 1983 parade was fun. Now, was it because you had the castle we got it made? Was it because you had whatever there, the Care Bears, Smurfs, Shirt Tails? I don't remember what we uh, saw there. It seems from 1982 to 1983, the parade made a huge leap forward. So next year, we're going to go forward to 88. We're going to go back to 81. Fantastic. Well, before we sign off, I want to do two things. First, I want to mention that after this, if you were watching this on NBC, the NBC Thanksgiving Day game for the NFL this day was the Dallas Cowboys against the Cleveland Browns. Now, I want to note, guys, this was 1982, and this was technically week four because this was the year of the NFL strike with the players. So this was the second week back from the strike, and the final score was 31-14 Dallas. Now, I'm going to give the lines here for the uh, quarterbacks in this game. Danny White for Dallas was 13 for 22 with 215 yards, two TDs, and an interception. But Mike, Brian Sype threw for 85 yards, and threw for three interceptions. Well, you see, when you said the Browns were on Thanksgiving of 1982, I knew it was not going to end well because 82 was a very sucky year. 83 was a very sucky year. Things turned around in 85, but those early 80s were very thin times. It never really recovered after, what, 80. Well, 80 is when uh, Red Right 88 happened when they lost in the, like, super frigid playoff game against the Raiders. So, yeah, 81, yeah, they started sliding. And then 82, 83, you would have had Sam Ritigliano fired. And then 84 is when Schottenheimer came aboard. And that's when the good time started rolling. And then 85, he had Bernie. And, well, the rest is Brown's history. And we talked about last episode about Bernie's big-ass Super Bowl ring. But I should note in this game, Tony Dorsett had 20 carries, 116 yards, and two touchdowns. So that's pretty good. Oh, Ozzie Newsom had two catches for 40 yards. He had something that game. Ozzie's in the Hall of Fame for a reason. Yeah. Well... What else can we say about the 1982 Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade? We had a lot of bored-ass kids at the parade. We had shirt tails. We had strawberry shortcake. We had Paul Williams. We had Milton Berle and drag. It was everything you could ever ask for. We had the Leonard Fry head of broccoli hybrid. That's right. And you know what they all made in 1982? No friggin' sense! (laughs) Anything on TV. But before we sign off, you know what? I don't think we did it last week, so 
Let's get on with it. It's the Russell Westbrook update. Russell Westbrook, he can sure score triple doubles, but he sure as hell can't think straight when he's trying to make a pass. It's the Russell Westbrook update. Well, guys, when we last left Russ, they had come off a loss to the Lakers by five. Now, Russ, he had 17 points on November 6th against the Knicks, but they lost. He had 13 points against the Nets, and they lost on November 8th. He had 14 points against the Mavericks, and they lost. He had 12 points against Memphis, and they lost. He had 8 points against the Nuggets, and they lost. Gee, what just happened with the Clippers? Hmm. Oh, yeah, I know why. It was James Harden. But on Friday, November 17th, the Clippers in their in-season tournament game against the Rockets won 106 to 100. Russ had eight points, but you know what? James Harden had the big shot to win the game for the Clippers. So... Okay, they finally won a game with James Harden. And hold on, I love that Chico was doing the slow clap like he was the Joker in the Dark Knight. I was actually watching the Joker in the Dark Knight earlier today. Okay, the Clippers, let's see, what the hell is that record right now? Clippers? Four and seven. One thing that should be mentioned and Greg shared this with me, is that Russell Westbrook made a comment about maybe I should be coming off the bench. And oddly enough, last night, the 17th, uh, as we're recording this, Russell Westbrook did not start. He came off the bench, and coincidentally, they won. So maybe he's onto something. Well, that'll do it for now. We'll see what happens with Russ coming up and the Clippers in the next several weeks. Well, guys, that's going to do it for this episode. But remember, you can always go to our website, It Was a Thing on TV, where you can listen to the 429 episodes that precede this one. We've got all sorts of great bonuses there, including mini-sodes, live shows, extended versions of previous episodes. The whole works. And remember, we are on all social media, including Instagram, Threads, and Mastodon, at It Was a Thing on TV. Except for Facebook, where it was a thing on TV podcast. And remember, if you want to follow us on Mastodon, search for us at it was a thing on TV at tvwatch.party. Remember to subscribe to the podcast wherever fine podcasts can be streamed for Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, iHeart, Audible, etc. And don't forget, we are on YouTube where you can like and subscribe to the channel. And don't forget to hit the notification bell on YouTube to be informed of all future uploads on the channel, including what's coming up on the podcast next time. Well, we are going to conclude the celebration of the Doctor Who 60th anniversary next week, Chica, with a special Children in Need presentation. Yeah, because Children in Need is going on as we record this, and this was one of perhaps the best Doctor Who Children in Need specials, which will have, you think Jodie Whittaker is the first female Doctor? Not so. So that is coming up 
as we wrap up our celebration of the 68th anniversary of Doctor Who. And then, now we're not going to release an episode on Thursday. We're going to release another episode on Wednesday like we're doing with this one. But there's a reason why we're releasing an episode on Wednesday next week. Now, if you remember back in 2020, we had a 100th birthday tribute for Bill Cullen. And then in 2021, we had a special 100th birthday tribute to Calvert DeForest, a.k.a. Larry Bud Melman. But we're going to have another 100th birthday centennial celebration for a newsman who, I mean, he's been no longer with us for the last 40 years, but you know what? His story is kind of incredible that we figure, well, he definitely fits the theme of our podcast because we're all about the obscure and forgotten things on TV. And we feel like this man has been a forgotten thing on TV. And we figure, well, let's, for his 100th birthday, do a celebration of this man. And he does share a certain name with an individual who might go by an alias named Ango Gublogian. Also, we should add, we talked about the Calvin Forest Centennial. We talked about the Bill Cullen Centennial. Greg forgot to mention the Norman Lear Centennial. Are we going to forget about the Betty White Centennial? Oh, that's right. When we did Pet Set. Oh, yeah. Let's forget all the Centennials that we've done over the last four plus years. We've done 430 episodes. I'm inclined to forget an episode or two on occasion. We've only done four Centennials and you forgot half of them. But yeah, this person, a name that's loved among the three of us, but I don't think this guy was in a diaper and got stuck in a jungle gym. No. But hold on, guys. We're not done yet because this week, we actually are going to have a surprise for you tomorrow. Or if you're listening elsewhere in a couple of minutes. But we are going to have a special surprise mini-sode for Thanksgiving. And it's all about the football. So let's hope you don't slip and slide on the snow for that upcoming edition of It Was a Thing on TV. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you with that special episode coming up on Thanksgiving in a couple minutes. Row! I always say, a day without weeds is like a squirrel without roller skates. Even on the worst days, weeds can always lift my spirits. When I'm feeling rotten and all but forgotten, by most of the people I know. I'm quickly recovered because I've discovered there's one happy place where I can go. It's really one of my most favorite spots where I keep my little cow's living pot. Weeds, how I love my lovely weeds. I attend to all their needs. They're my buddies, they're my weeds. When they're trampled, my heart bleeds. All my care and woe we see when I'm chatting with my weeds. I'm not like the rest who treat weeds like a pet. No plants give me joy like they do. I won't use a spray to keep crabgrass away, but the weed has the right to be here too. 
that I really like to be. When I'm with them, they enjoy my company. Weeds is a hobby mankind needs, much more fun than stringing bees, simple satisfying weeds. Weeds, they're the flora no one needs, one of my most noble deeds is to stand up for the weeds. So keep your flowery bouquet, give me a down-to-earth weed any day. Weeds, whether milk or rag or bees, there's no landscape that succeeds like a garden full of weeds. Weeds, I devoutly sow their seeds, and they grow at different speeds, but I love them all my weeds.